Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizuki. Welcome to Growing in Grace, and I'm Joel, along with Mike. Hey, Mike. Good to have you with me. <laughs> you tried to make the <laughs> intro short this time, but I was ready for you, pal. I was ready. Usually I kind of walk across the room and drink some coffee or something while you're doing <laughs> oh, yeah. introduction. But oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I, I was ready for you this time. Hey, um, I appreciate that, Joel. That gives me a lot more time to talk now. <laughs> Go for it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case anyone's wondering, a, a couple times ago I had this supposedly long uh, introduction, <laughs> and then... Uh, because Mike was giving me a hard time about it. Then the second time, last time, he goes on this rant that's like five minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're, we're talking about the gospel, the good news. Yes, let's get back to that. <laughs> uh, and it's been interesting, I think, uh, just talking about God's righteousness. Um, that's, you know, your identity in Christ, or, you know, a big part of it is is the fact that you are now declared righteous. It's his righteousness, not yours. It's a gift, but indeed, um, that's something that's been revealed through the gospel, that we have uh, inherited, if you will, righteousness from Jesus Christ. This is so exciting, and and yet, Joel, as I I think back to the beginning uh, in Genesis, Adam and Eve in the garden, in paradise, everything just picture perfect, right? (laughs) I mean, man, these guys just, they had it all. And, uh, you know, there were probably thousands and thousands, tens of thousands or more trees and other things to choose from that were good, that God allowed them to have. And then God, you know, says there's there's just one thing that I don't want you to do, and that's this tree over here. If you eat of that one, uh, you're going to die. It's one one place. Isn't that something? And and, and they went for it. <laughs> That, that just blows my mind. And yet, you know, I'm, I'm sure we would have done the same thing. But here they were created like God in his image. The only difference was that man at that time, uh, Adam and Eve, they did not know good and evil. And and we had two trees represented there in the garden. Uh, right, Joel? Two trees, yeah. The, the tree of life uh, was one tree. Uh, God had told them, eat of this tree. You know, by all means, eat of this tree. And, and of course, that tree uh, would represent Jesus Christ. And the other tree that he forbade them to aid from, he did not want them to eat from this tree. It was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Like you just said, you know, they didn't know. know, They were created in God's image. He he created them as as his own children. He created them for fellowship with him. Everything that they had, everything that they were, was just perfectly fine, just the way it was. He said, just just enjoy this life that I've given you. But this tree over here, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you see, I don't want you to eat from that tree. You, you already have everything you need in me. You don't need what this tree has to offer. But you're right, they, they went and they ate from that tree. But why? You know, why would they go to this this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, when they already had everything they need. Uh, you got any thoughts on that, Mike? Why would they do this? I mean, their identity was sealed uh, the day that they were created, when Adam was created and, and Eve created from him. 
why do you think that Adam and Eve would would fall for this uh, thing that that God didn't want them to do? Well, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there with letters behind their name who have sat around trying to figure that one out. <laughs> I'm not sure I would have the answer for that. I know that they believed a lie. Uh, they were deceived. Um, I mean, God told them they would die the day they ate that tree. They were completely alive, Adam and Eve. They were alive in every way. And we often refer, you know, to, to the Trinity sometimes, uh, three persons in one. Man is sort of made up of three parts, too. Spirit, soul, and body. Uh, the spirit is the real you. That's who you are. Uh, your soul is your, your mind, your will, your emotions. And, of course, we live in a physical body. We, we Sometimes we say that man is spirit, soul, and body. Well, he's really not. Man is a spirit. He has a soul, and he lives in a body. But he was alive in every way. Adam and Eve were alive in every way. And here comes the serpent, uh, who had been given an opportunity, apparently, to, to approach Adam and Eve. And he contradicts God directly. And, uh, you know, why don't you eat this stuff here? Well, Eve says, you know, God says, you know, we'll die if we eat that. And the devil says, you will not die. You'll become like him. That's why he doesn't want you to eat it. They believed that, and I don't know why they fell for it. I'm sure God must have been somebody that they felt they could trust. But uh, how many times have, have we been in a position where we had temptation knock on our door or uh, a decision uh, that we made that wasn't necessarily the right one, sometimes knowing that we were doing the wrong thing? <laughs> mm -hmm. And I guess, I guess uh, this is kind of what happened with Adam and Eve. Really, they were they were deceived because, um, as you said, God had had told them the tree of life. This is you know this is what I want you to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat from that tree. God had given them promises. You know, he he said this is what will happen if if you eat from this tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Somewhere in there, they did they fell for this deception, and 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 it makes you wonder even if we don't know why there's something in there that we can maybe perhaps glean from this, and that's perhaps that their identity that God had given them was true, was solid, but they perhaps didn't believe it, or perhaps they doubted it just a little bit because the serpent said, you know what, you know, God's basically what the serpent said, God's lying to you. <laughs> you know, God's lying to you. What I have to say to you, li listen to me, because you know what, if you eat from this tree, man, some good things are going to happen. Uh, and you're going to know good and evil. You're going to be like God. You're going to be like God. The, the thing is, they were already like God. Their identity was was God's children. God had created them in his image. There was nothing more that they needed. But this deception, uh, somehow they fell for that. They were looking for something more. Uh, and and their, their very identity uh, was was challenged by the serpent. Just like ours uh, today. Well, maybe in some different ways, but... Uh, the fact is that sometimes we don't believe uh, what the Bible says about us and, and who we are in Christ. And uh, they they kind of fell for the same sort of thing where they, they just didn't believe. I mean, it was almost like, like you said, Joel, uh, it's like the devil was sort of insinuating that God's keeping something from you. You eat this stuff and you're going to, you know, become like him. Uh, they already were like him. And, and that's where the deception takes place. And uh, so some interesting things took place after that, obviously. Unfortunately, perhaps, 
first of all, we, we take a look at what happened after they, they sinned and after they disobeyed. Their eyes were opened up, and they did know good and evil, which you referred to. Um, and then for the first time since being created, uh, they became afraid of God, and they were hiding when God came to take his walk through the garden. Can you imagine that? They had never had any reason to hide from God or to be afraid from, uh, to be afraid of him. <laughs> They'd never had any reason to, and, and here they were being afraid of God and hiding from him. I know what that's like. I, I have memories going through my mind right now I haven't thought of for years when I was a little kid. Some of the things that I did, <laughs> and I knew when I did it that they weren't right, and I went and hid. I don't know how long I expected to stay hiding. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. <laughs> I had to come out eventually and face the music. I had to eat. I had to, you know, uh, whatever I had to take place. I knew I would have to face my parents, but uh, sometimes I would go and hide after I did something wrong. That's what they, it's like a natural thing to do. And and uh, so God comes along and, and uh, says, hey, where are you? Which I think is an interesting question. Um, where are you? So uh, man entered into the era of, uh, of works. He would now determine good and evil uh, from his own standard or his own definition, and how often do we see that today? And so we began to determine good and evil on the basis of performance. That's not the way God had intended it. And I, I think it's interesting too, Joel, in Genesis 3.21, don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but it would appear there in Scripture that God actually made the first sacrifice of an animal to cover man's sins. Yeah, the, the first sacrifice. I mean, some people might say, what? I, I'm looking here in, in Genesis 3 as you guys are talking. What are you talking about? Well, you know, God did cover them with skins. Where did he get those skins from? I mean, he, he happened to be the day after creation. He just had some skins laying around. So, you know, no, of, of course not. Some animals had to die in order for Adam and Eve to be covered. That, that is a very interesting thought. You know, the Bible doesn't actually come out and say that, but some way those animal skins had to, had to be there uh, for God to cover Adam and Eve. It's one of those things, like many places in Scripture, it happens so quickly without a lot of descriptive, uh, you know, a lot of information there for us to, to really analyze it but uh, and take it in. But it's obvious, as you said, Joel, that there were animal skins there. And when you stop and think about it, Adam and Eve and other people who followed, somehow or another, Adam and Eve had to be taught, this is what you need to do in, in regards to covering your sin, that there would be a blood sacrifice required. And who else was there to teach them that other than God? And so there, there's an implication here in Scripture that would say that, that God demonstrated animal sacrifice to Adam and Eve, who undoubtedly handed that on to, to others who followed. Yeah, even, even you know, and we won't uh, beat this to death, but even if you follow it down to Cain and Abel and the sacrifices that they brought to God, one of their sacrifices was acceptable and one wasn't. Cain's sacrifice was the basically the fruit of his labor that wasn't acceptable to God Abel's sacrifice Abel brought the firstborn of his flock and of their fat <laughs> that's what Genesis 4 says so somewhere along the line indeed after the fall this is all of course after the fall of of Adam after they had been kicked out of the garden this uh, this system of sacrifices began right from the beginning 
it's interesting because as a young person, I never really understood why uh, Cain's sacrifice was rejected. I'd never really had it explained to me, or at least maybe I missed it. Uh, but blood sacrifice was required. Everybody knew that. Abel did it. Cain decided, well, I worked really hard on this, and I'll bet what he brought looked pretty good. I'll bet he brought the best to God. I'll bet he gave him his all. But it was, the, as you said, Joel, it was the fruit of his own labor. And how many times do we, even under the new covenant, in some way, shape, or form, directly or indirectly, how many times do we bring that to the so-called altar and, and lay that before God, our, our own labor, our own fruit, our own works? Um, I, you know, even those of us who know we're not saved by that, but yet, after even coming to salvation, sometimes we still want to bring baskets of stuff to God and say, here, God, I did this for you. Mm, yeah. You know, the uh, kind of a summary of, of things today is really that because of the fall, things changed. A lot of things changed after Adam and Eve chose to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The, from from thence on, you know, th- uh, from that time on, it was a matter of them trying to prove themselves to God, and it's never worked. It has never ever worked. Mankind since that since that moment that God find them found them hiding, uh, since that moment, man has never ever been able to prove himself to God, and the reason for that is because it's it's all about. God's own righteousness and not our own. We'll get back with you next time. More talk about growing in grace and the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 